Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. I was really amazed that I was praying at the, the, the beginning of last, this past week, and I was like, Lord, what, what am I preaching on this week? What direction do you want me to go? And he landed me in John chapter 3, and I was like, I've never preached. Never. In all the, the, the years that I've been in ministry, Wayland, I've never preached out of the most famous verse that everybody in the world knows. Tim Tebow. Does anybody know who he is? NFL football player. Takes the field. And he has simply John 3.16 on the black of his eyes. Millions of people Googled John 3.16. Throughout the biggest majority of his career, people followed him and they would hold signs up that said John 3.16. The biggest ministry that he says he ever had was the simplicity of sharing the Gospel with eye black. But we're going to go a little deeper than just that simple verse. Everybody in this building, I would almost bet, even down to most of the, the kids, know this verse by heart. For God so loved the world that He gave us that whosoever believes shall not We all know it. We've known it as children. How many of us can quote 17 and 18 just as quick? I think that we've missed the simplicity of this. And when I say that, I say it with all sincerity. I think we've missed the simplicity of it, Waylon, and this is how. We've missed the part where Jesus says this in verse 17. For God sent His Son not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. The unique thing about that that one statement that Jesus makes, He said, hold on a minute, I'm not coming to condemn you. I'm not coming to condemn the world. I'm coming to give it a free gift of salvation through Me. And somewhere along the way, we've missed the simplicity of the Gospel in its context, in this one little, one, three little verses where Jesus makes such a bold statement. Y'all, I was nervous about this because a lot of times when you, you're, you're able to preach as an evangelist, then you go into as a pastor, you never want to really get off into something you've already preached before and rebuild it. So I was really excited about this because I've never preached it before. Then I got nervous because I was like, oh man, I've never preached this before. So it took a lot of studying. Amen? It's okay. Because he says, study to show thyself approved. didn't say study to show thyself being able to preach. Amen? But when he says, I didn't come into the world to condemn it, but I came to save it, I think so many times we miss the context and the reality of condemnation. We feel so condemned Every time we fail, 
don't we? Just as a child, when you get ready to scold them or, or, or get on to them for doing something wrong. Logan, come here, buddy. I'm going to borrow you for a minute. I'm going to pick on you. Come here, buddy. Is it okay if I do this, Maria? Okay. Come here, Logan. You're going to be, you're going to be my, I had to move my stool because I didn't want nobody to trip over it this morning. I want you to sit right here for me. Okay, buddy. Come here. All right. You comfy? All right. We're going to use Logan as our, as our example this morning. So, so when you get ready to get onto a child, now I'm just, I'm just using this as an example. Okay. Don't punch me in the throat. Okay. All right. <laughs> When you get ready to get onto a child, what do you do? You set them down. Most people set them down and tell them, hey, this is why you're in trouble. This is what you've done wrong. Right? It's simple. And nine times out of ten, I don't, I, I, I'd almost bet he doesn't get in trouble much. We're in church. Don't shake your head or not, okay? <laughs> but I, I want you to understand what I'm telling you. The, the faith of a child sets this whole thing in motion. Hear me. Sets this whole three verses in motion. Because you know what? You can get on to him now. Logan, don't do that no more. Stop. Stop. Don't move. Follow me? Here's the reality of it. You ready? He may move his legs. He may move his hands. We're going to play quiet mouse, still mouse. You ready? Don't move. He may not move. He may sit there in amazement. Seriously, listen to me. I know he's making funny faces. Don't look. Stop. See, this is the point. Follow me now? Y'all with me? The simplicity of it. The purity of it. The heart of it. He's not condemned because I'm scolding him. He says, hey, I don't need to do that no more. When conviction comes, go sit down for you get me kicked out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Logan. The reality of it is this. Hear me out. The reality of it is this. When we feel conviction, that is not God condemning us. That's Him bringing us back to right standing. Well, we'll never have right standing with Him. Oh, wait till tonight. We're going to go deeper. Do you know the, the first fruit that we bear as people, not as Christians, but the first fruit that we bear as people is bitterness? I don't have an ounce of bitterness in my body. Let somebody steal out your shop. Amen? Been there, done that. Harris, you've been there, done that. Let, let somebody do you wrong, then bitterness builds up. He didn't come to condemn us, He come to save us. And we are not here to condemn people, but to love people. People are not a problem, they're an opportunity. How many times have you heard me say that? There's a reality of it. I'm in evangelist mode this morning, I hope y'all are okay with that. See, the reality of it is this. If we love people... If we love people right where they're at, we'll have no reason to condemn them. Because can I tell you a secret? He loved us right where we was at enough to go to a cross and die for us. He so loved the world that He gave. Carrie says the other day, I said, all the years that 
that I've preached and been able to, to preach, I've never preached this. She said, no, but you quote it all the time. And me being the husband that I am, I want to make sure she's listening. I said, so what do I quote all the time? She said, for God so loved the world that He gave. That He gave. What did He give? Not only His only begotten Son, but the fact that He loved enough that He gave. The simplicity of a child, I guarantee you. And I witnessed it this morning as as Charlie's coming through the back door and she's got her little box of change. And you know what that baby does as soon as I squat down to give her a hug? She tries to hand me her box of change. And the reality of the Gospel hit me at that moment sitting right back there because He so loved that He gave and the simplicity of the Gospel is to come as a child. Childlike faith sets it in motion. You know what's wrong with 90% of the Christians in the world? Y'all ready? It's not that they're, they're maturing and, 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 they, they've, and people go, well, there's nothing wrong with that. You want to mature as a Christian? Oh, you do. You do. But you know, it's like those, those people that set up on the pedestal, follow me church, they set up on this pedestal so high and so tall that they miss the importance of it all. It's the simplicity of the Gospel that says, be childlike. Because He so loved that He gave, and He didn't come to condemn us, but to save us. And I can guarantee you this, and I'm going to share a story with you all. And I can guarantee you this, not only is He our Savior, but one day He will be our judge. Young man in a small town in Michigan gets out on the ice and he's skating, something that's known to happen in, in the northern parts of the state. It's, they ice skate. And there's this old man sitting on a bench, and he's watching this young man skate across the ice, and all of a sudden, he looks down at his newspaper, and he looks back up, and all he can see is a hand from underneath the ice. He runs out, and he grabs him by the hand, and he pulls him to safety, and, and he warms him, and he gets him the help that he needs from emergency officials, and and they get him to the hospital. And years later, that same old man is sitting on a judge's bench. Court is called to order. This young man, listen to me folks, this young man stands before that judge that day being tried for murder. And he begins to look at that judge and he says, I know you. And the judge calls order in the court. He said, no, 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 no. I know you. And you know me. When I was a little boy, follow me here, folks. When I was a little boy, I was ice skating on the lake and I fell in and you saved me. You kept me from falling to my death. You warmed me. Please, you're going to have to have mercy on me. He said, oh, I've got mercy on you, son. Then I was your Savior. Today, I'm your judge. See, there's that point in our life that He saves us from our sin. He redeems us. What can wash us and make us whiter than snow? Oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
He cleanses us from the inside out. And us being the adults that we are, I'm going to say something and half of y'all don't fire me. Keep your guns put up. And half of y'all are going to look at me like I'm crazy when I say this. Are y'all ready? You ready, Tater? Sin's fun. Some of y'all are like, did he just say that in church? I did. It's true. We have fun, don't we? When we mess up, it's fun at the moment. At the moment. But if conviction doesn't come, something's wrong. It's not being condemned. It's called conviction. There's a difference. I'm going to try to get to the next two verses. I'm going to try. Or the next verse. It's, it's always something enjoyable about the things that we do. Then we have this conviction come. And then we get this attitude. Y'all ready? You ready? I don't know why I feel the way I do. I sure have been trying to live right. All right, Eeyore, get out of it. I go to church every Sunday. I read my Bible and I pray and I just don't know. When's the last time you repented? There's a big word we don't talk about much in church anymore. Oh, this is fun, ain't it? We, 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 we don't want to talk about repentance. Why? Because repentance causes change. It requires change. There has to be change. And you know what people hate more than anything? Change. Proven point. Proven fact. Ask 98% of the world's population what they hate more than anything and it's going to be change. God made me the way I am. He did. He created you in the likeness of Him, but He didn't create you to walk around a sinful sinful, enjoyable person. Did I'm, I'm not saying you're not going to sin because the Word tells us what in Romans, for all of sin and falling short of the glory of God. Amen. But there's this point in our life where we have to go, this isn't fun. This is wrong. Do you know what's unique about the, the simplicity of the Gospel and having childlike faith? They know when they messed up. Have you ever noticed that? I know, I remember Abby come running in the living room one night. And I hear a scream first. Well, first we hear, then we hear a scream, and Abby comes running in the living room. And I'm like, she jumps up beside me. Of all people, me. And she looks at me. And I was like, and she was little. She's probably Charlie's age. I was like, what did you do? What in the world is going on? And Noah comes around the corner with a big knot on his forehead. And I'm like, this ain't good. And I look at Abby and she looks up at me. And, and for a moment, we knew that she messed up. And I said, Noah, and Carrie will tell you, Noah's not a crier. Never was as a kid. He's one of those kids that he gets mad at the thought of crying. And he was shaking. And I was like, whoa, calm down there, Hulk. And I said, what happened? He said, she hit me in the head with a baseball bat. I was like, oh, that's not good. It's not good at all. And before the discipline even starts, I said, Abby Ruth. He says, I didn't mean 
Yes, you did. You swung the bat. But have you ever noticed a child, they know when they messed up, they will come running to you. And usually what is the first thing they do when they come running to you? I'm sorry. And they want you to pick them up and love on them. I'm sorry. That's the same way we need to be with our relationship in Christ Jesus. We need to run to Him. We need to go boldly into the throne room, sit before Him and say, I'm sorry. I've messed up. You want to be happy in your walk with Christ? Repentance is the key. Repentance is the key. Do y'all know how many times a day I repent? I lost track myself. That's why I was asking y'all. Seriously. Well, Tom, if you have to repent that much, something's wrong. No, it's not. It's called the understanding that I'm being convicted and not condemned. You're not condemned. Conviction and condemnation is two different things. There's now no condemnation in those that are in Christ Jesus. That's conviction boiling up in you. Repentance should come hand in hand with that thing. Verse 18. Verse 17 and 18. I'm going to read those together really quickly. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved. Here's the key part. You ready? He that believeth on Him is not condemned. Holy smokes. Did y'all hear that? Jesus said that. Not Tom. Not Paul. Not Timothy. Jesus. He that believeth on Him is not condemned. He, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed. Do you know Do you know I'm going to sit down. I'm going to get comfortable for a minute. Y'all ready? Do you know that there are more unbelieving Christians than you would imagine? I'm a Christian, but I don't believe God does that anymore. I'm a Christian. I don't think He moves that away anymore. I'm a Christian, but I don't think that's my job to share the gospel. What? I actually had somebody tell me that one time. <laughs> me, of all people, they said this too. You ready for this? This is their exact words to me, Miss Gloria. It's not my job to share the gospel. That's yours. You're the preacher, not me. Huh? I've read my Bible from Genesis to Revelation. It doesn't tell me to go out and share the gospel and make disciples. Huh? You sure you've read it all the way through? Did you miss half of the New Testament in the process? The Great Commission. Did you know that every last person under the sound of my voice is called to preach the gospel? Every last one of you. If you said yes to Jesus, no to the world, you are called to share the gospel. Every last one of you. Not just one of you. Not just two of you. Every last one of you. And guess what? you got to have childlike faith to do it. Why do y'all think I'm such a big kid? Don't you even go there, Waylon. <laughs> I've seen your eyes light up. Listen to me, y'all. The simplicity of the gospel is so simple that if a child can get it, why can't we? You know why? Y'all ready for this? You know why? Because we refuse to be humble. 
I've been around people. I've been in, in, in places that you can feel the self-righteous spirit when you walk in. I've been in places where you can feel the tension in the room. I've been in places where people are just hungry for the Gospel. Thank God for Protamus. Because y'all are hungry for it. Amen? You don't want a, want a, a sugar-coated version. I ain't no sweet preacher. I mean, I am. You know, I'm a sweet guy. Quiet. <laughs> that will be taken out. <laughs> Listen to me. Hear me though, seriously. I'm being as serious as I can right now. Because here in a minute, I'm going to do something so unique that, that's never been done some of y'all are going to be like, what in the world is it? Well, it's been done. I just had never done it. Let me rephrase that. Okay? The simplicity of the gospel is simply this. Kids, can I have all the kids back up here? All the kids. Kiddos. Teenagers too. Come on. If you want to. Have your seat. Have your seat. Have your seat. Parker, Abby, come on. Come on. Come on. You 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 involved now, buddy. Have you a seat, son. You're gonna be here a while. Thank you, buddy. How many of y'all know the simplicity of Jesus? So let me make this an easier question. How much does Jesus love you? How much is a lot? It's a lot, right? What was the most important thing He ever done for us? What do y'all think? I think he, that He made us. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome, right? Okay. Do you know how we should show Jesus how much we love Him every day? How else? Think to Him. Mm-hmm. How else? Love. Yeah, love others. What else, Logan? Come on, you little country bumpkin. You got something up there running. Okay, anybody else? He's like, man, I can't think of nothing right now. Pokemon cards. <laughs> Abby, what do you think? Really? <laughs> Rosie, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Share the gospel, but don't throw up on them, okay? 
ポイさん。Anybody else got any other ideas? Yep. Uh huh. And you know, the easiest thing to realize is every day when you get up is to thank Jesus for another day. So simple, right? It's easy.、Huh? It's not hard, right? Y'all, they just preached this whole sermon to us in about three minutes. Three minutes. Did anybody else realize that? They preached this whole sermon in three minutes, where it takes us as an adult a year to two years to comprehend the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not hard. It's not. There's nothing hard about it. Men have complicated it. They've made it so complicated when its reality is a child can get it. Amen? Amen. We're going to do something different. Wayland, will you dismiss us in a word of prayer in just a moment? We're not going to dismiss, we're going to go to the, the invitation, but you get what I'm saying. We're going, we're going to have a word of prayer. But I want you to understand what I'm just going to say to you right now at this very moment in this church, in this building. I want you to examine your heart and become more like a child. That's real love. Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself Do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life, we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard, it's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what, I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart. And to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.